What happens in neighborhoods where the self-esteem has been overshadowed by the decay and the children no longer play the way they used to? Where young boys choose to follow figures that had no father figures, a place where lives have been reduced to mere names on a nigga wall. A lot of dead shames on a nigga wall because most of my childhood friends died over some dumb shit. It's like we all on some slum shit. Whatever happened to that, we shall overcome shit. Nigga, where I'm from, shit. They done tore down the projects and took away neighborhood sports. It's a place where little black boys put on jerseys and shorts. Dream big about stardom on fine hardwood courts. But awake to the harsh reality of the stripped, unfinished inner city floor where life splinters. Cold winters are sheltered by crack houses instead of recreational centers that they claim to not have the paper to keep open for operation. The deconstruction of the black family has been in perpetuation ever since Willie Lynch set his theory in motion. Decharacterization was his sole promotion. Therefore, if you take the basketball out of his face and put the coke in his place, he'll still score. What's a young boy to do when he doesn't want to do wrong, but there's a lock on the right door? When he has the heart of a soldier, the aggression of a prize fighter, but no one's taught him what to fight for. See, most of our families are fatherless and quite poor, so we miss out on meals as well as kisses and hugs. You've got the audacity to cut the funding for the facilities that keep us off the streets, then ask us why we sell drugs. But imagine if niggas put down their dice and guns, picked up their daughters and sons, and put a little love right there where the hate is. Imagine if niggas had the chance to become accountants before being taught what the difference between wet and dry weight is. Imagine if these little inner city kids had the same type of schools that these rich kids have way out there in the sticks. Imagine if niggas had the chance to learn chemistry for real before we learned how to whip seven and a half out of six. Imagine if these little black girls could go to that dance school for free and learn to love the dream of that Broadway show. Imagine if she wasn't forced into a game where you were Assume a filthy name and put your soul and your ass up for show. Imagine if she was taught to love herself, imitate no one, demand and demonstrate respect when she walks through the door. Imagine if she watched the telly and saw herself during the primetime hour instead of the four o'clock video whore. Imagine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Efa Abeyo. Oh my goodness. How are we doing? First of all, grab a seat, cop a squat, get a pillow, a chair. <sighs> get a <laughs> shit. Sit right here on the stoop. Get you uh, something cold to drink, something hot. Water, tea, juice, soda. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. Real talk. <sighs> I tell you, boy. I tell you. I tell you, I had to, that's black ice, if anybody want to know from Deaf Poetry Jam, Slam, Deaf Deaf Poetry Slam Jam, however you want to pronounce it, but he's a cool brother, real down to earth. Um, There was a lot of conversations I wish to have. There was a lot of things that, you know, needed to be shared, but I also now understand that there's a thing called back to basics. And maybe that people don't understand or maybe no one ever told them. Now, when I was having this conversation with other people, a lot of them knew they just didn't give a fuck. A lot of them didn't know. They was like, oh shit, I never never knew that. Like nobody never taught me that. It's okay to network. It is okay to share information. It's okay to ask a question about things in life and, you know, but there's still some rules, basic etiquette, and a a respect. 
And I'm going to go down those rules if you allow me to. One, if you have godparents, if you have godparents, people that are representing you, they are leading you, they are guiding you, why would you go to someone else for any information? Not only does it make you look bad, real talk, but it also questions the character of the person you came to. Now I'm going to give you an example and a story. My godmother, right? She had an open door policy. I'm not going to stop nobody from coming to receive help because her husband, Ibae, was a luo, a babalao. But if she knew your godparents, even if she didn't know them, and you had godparents, she's going to tell you, I'm going to call your godparent. Because see, what you won't do is bring animosity. I don't do the mess, right? And I never forget, I was sitting there. Like, I saw this with my own eyes. A young lady came there, and she said, hold on. Because she saw her beat. She said, hold on. You, you got godparents? And the young lady was like, yeah. She said, do your godparent know that you're here? She was like, um, I didn't, what's her name? The cool part was my godmother knew her. She said, let me call her. Boop, 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 boop. Benicion, because the lady was older than her. And the lady said, Santo. She had it on speaker. She said, because I don't believe in hiding anything. And the lady was like, hey, oh my God, how's everything? They did their pleasantries and stuff. And she said, listen. She said, you know my husband, Eluo. She said, yeah, I know, I know. I'm, you know, I'm planning on bringing. Um, she said, I was going to call you later this week. Bless your mouth, loose. And she was like, you know, I was planning on calling you this week because I, you know, I have a few guy kids that need to come and sit on the mat. So she said, well, I have one of your guy children here now. She said, and let me explain. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you I want her here, she said, and I will give you a few minutes to come here if you need to sit with her, you know, to find out what's going on. She said, no, my God, child is not. She said, no. She said, what's your name, baby? And she was like, Benicia Madrina. She wasn't, and she thanked my godmother. She said, thank you for calling. She said, but what I won't do is turn her away. She said she didn't come for Santo stuff. She said, no, no disrespect. But I will wait if you want, because she can go last, if you want her to come, if you want to come. She said, no. She said, because she didn't tell me she was coming. She said, help her if you want to. She said, and it's up to her to tell her, you know, to tell. She said, or if she wants me to relay it back to you. She said, no, no, no. She went on her own. Whatever she needs, she got it. So she hung up and she looked at the lady and the girl was standing there and she said, I don't bring mess to my door. She said, now, whatever you're going through, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever you and your godmother's going through or whatever, that's on you. She said, but it won't happen here. And after the whole thing, I was like, my dream, are you supposed to do that? She said, yeah. She said, because I don't need the mess. I don't need, I'm not going to turn no one away. And the door was open. I would have made your godfather wait until she got here. She said, but sometimes people go and do things sideways because they may have been told, no, they're not supposed to do this. Or no, it's not time. Or no, there's a plethora of reasons. 
But why would you disrespect someone that have your best interests? Now, unless they're abusing you and, you know, showing racism and things like that. She said, but I don't think that's the problem. She said, but the lady, she don't know because she don't live there. She's, that's not her godmother. She said, and I would hope that people would have enough, you know, be an adult to say something. Okay. And I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. So I use that as how I do things. If you have a godparent, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask you you crown. I'm going to ask you who your godparent is. And I'm going to tell you, hey, I'm going to let your godparent know that you came and, you know, you came here. It's not being sneaky. I don't have time. I, I'm not, I'm not going to do all that. Right? <clears throat> If you do not trust the person you are with, I mean, that's a whole new different conversation. Then, you know, why, why be there? Why be there? Why waste your time? Why, why waste your energy? Why waste their time and energy? Real talk. Secondly, be on time. Be on time. If you are doing something ceremonial, you're doing something spiritual, remember these people are setting this time for you. Respect it. Respect everyone that's involved. Respect it. Because if not, <laughs> it's a waste. My Godfather would say, be here at 1245. I was there ringing the doorbell at 1225. 1230. I was like, ah. He used to always say, Yo, you could set your clock by D. One two times I was late. And I was so mad. One, because I had my god sister with me, and she—that's her her thing. Oh my god, I'm always late. No, that's not cute. You're an adult. You are a grown ass woman. You can't be responsible. Like I was so angry because I don't like being late. Then the second time was because of my son. You know, he wanted to play this. I don't. I don't know. He he gets into a mood, right? And. Yo, we was like three hours late. My godmother screamed at me. And all I could do was take it. Because it was. See, you have some people that don't respect other people's time. And if it's not nothing to do with them, they don't care. Those are the people that I, I don't do business with. Because you don't care about anything and until it's pertaining you. And those are selfish people. So I don't I don't be bothered. I don't. I don't. I don't sit and dog them out. I just I don't. Right? But I like to be on time for things. I do. I will break my neck to be on time for things. Um secondly, well thirdly, number three, respecting someone's craft or their gift, you know, or their knowledge, respecting it. I taught my kids, and it's not for everyone. It's not a rule, but it shows an appreciation. I taught my children as well as my nieces and nephews. If you are talking to someone that's spiritual and they're helping you and they stop what they're doing, give them a donation. Don't even offer. Give it to them. Give it to them. It speaks higher. It speaks higher of your character, but it also let them know that you respect who they are. I never forget my god my niece was talking to this lady, spiritual lady, 
And she digged in her bag. And the lady was like, no, no, no. She said, no. She said, my aunt always tell me to make sure I, I you know, give. It's not even an offer. I'm giving it. Like, and it doesn't have to be thousands of dollars. It could be here, buy you some lunch, $20, $10, buy you some lunch. She gave that lady $20, right? She said, no, buy you some lunch or whatever, because you didn't have to take the time to answer me. Like, you're busy. She said, no, thank you. Samantha, my niece, went into the supermarket and moved. She was getting a pumpkin. i never forget. It was in October. She was getting a pumpkin. And when she moved that pumpkin, $50 was right there. She called me because I was at her house. She called me and she was screaming and crying and everything. And I was like, see, you know, it, it's a it's a blessing, right, to be able to, to just do for somebody, especially if they take the time out. Let me tell you, when I started on this spiritual journey, I didn't have a lot of money. I was homeless. But you know what I would do if I came to their house? And back then, they gave me coffee or whatever. When I got food stamps, I would buy coffee, juice, snacks, the whole nine. I would buy fruit for every one of their Risha. If they had Obatala, I was buying the white candies. If they had Ochun, I was giving them a pineapple, a watermelon for Yamaya, a coconut for a legwa, um, pudding for Oya. And I would pull my little buggy, my little shopping cart from Queens. In South Jamaica to the Bronx. And I remember one girl had called. Because I had to go to see her husband. Oba. She called my godmother. And she told her. She said. She walked in here with a soup, with a uh, shopping cart full of uh, fruits and stuff. She said. And we didn't tell her to do that. She said. Oh girl. That's how she is. <laughs> he said. She do that with anybody. <laughs> and started laughing. And I'm like. Did I do something wrong? She was like. No. No. She said, people are just not used to that. You know, people come, they get what they get. She said, very few people. But if I come to your house, I'm bringing something. I'm not going to come empty-handed. If I know I don't have no money, I'm going to stop at a supermarket and get all kinds of stuff. But I'm not coming empty-handed. I'm coming with something. It may not be luxurious, but it's something. It's something. And, you know... That's why I, I'm so grateful about being raised Southern. Because in the South, you don't walk in nobody's house empty-handed. Uh-uh. You bring a bottle of wine, some liquor, some sodas, some juices. You gonna bring something. You don't come in people's house empty-handed. You know, here, motherfuckers come to your house and eat your shit and walk on it. Like, they don't know. I'm like, yo, no. I would... For real, I would curse my kids out. If, I, if we going somewhere and my kids are like, no, uh, no, we stopping at the store. Come on. Uh-uh. Because it shows, yo, I appreciate you. I Listen, i never forget. I was staying at a friend's house in the projects. And a young lady moved down the hall. I went to the store, brought a pie, and said, welcome to the neighborhood. She said, yo, D, I, I knew the girl, though. She said, yo, D, she said, let me tell you something. If I didn't know you, she said, I swear to God, I look at you like you're crazy. She said, but I know you and your mom's in them, and your mom and them would do that to people. She said, so, you know, she said, and we'll always laugh and be like, yo, your mom's bring the south to the north. Like, she brung that up here. Because we, we weren't doing that. 
She said, but I, I get it. I get it. And I remember being there. And I'm used to making breakfast. I'm used to cooking, right? We ain't gonna get no cereal. I know you lie. So cereal is a snack. <laughs> so when I was at her house, I went to the store and I came back. I had some whiteies, some grits and stuff. Now the only thing I don't do is make plates for big people. Children, yeah. Children I make a plate for all day. But big people know you make your own plate. Make your own goddamn plate. I'm not serving anybody. The only person I served was my husband. Him dead. So I ain't serving the soul. <laughs> um, yeah, if it's in a religious set, then yeah. But if we ain't in no religious set, I'm not serving you, man. You better make your plate and wash your hands. And um, she opened the door and she came down there. She had her plate in her head. I tell you, it was funny. She said, girl, I knew it was you. She said, I knew it when I opened the door. She said, I smelled that goddamn fish. She said, I knew it was your ass. She said, what you made? I said, fish and grits. <laughs> she said, okay, here. She said, I brought my plate. I, I was good. And I said, here. And I gave her a plate. She went down the hall. So the girl I was staying with, she said, we ain't feeding the neighborhood. She said, I ain't the neighborhood. <laughs> she said, shut up. What you making for lunch? I said, I think I'm, I'm going to make, um, I said, I think I'm going to make me some fried shrimp. And she said, oh, okay, okay. She said, what you cooking for dinner? I said, that's when I was eating meat and stuff. I said, oh, I'm going to make some collard greens and some chicken and uh, some yams and maybe some uh, potato salad. I'm not sure. She said, okay, I'll be down there for everything. She said, what you making for dessert? I said, no, I ain't going to cook nothing for no dessert. It's too hot to turn on the stove. I said, but I'm, I'm going to grab me something while I'm out there. She said, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> she said, I'll be down there. When I left, I tell you no lie, when I left, she said, what is going to do? I said, what do you mean? She said, what is going to eat? You go, you leave it. I said, okay. She said, uh-uh, girl, I'm so used to even having lunch or breakfast or something with you. She said, what is going to eat? I said, I don't know. I don't know. Like this morning, you said no. I don't know how y'all make y'all grits, but I make grits with um, vegetable broth. I don't use water. And a little bit of heavy whipping cream and some cheese, right? I put it in there. Oh, my God, baby. And season it. I don't like unseasoned food. So I made some salmon, some eggs, some toast, and some uh, grits. And my grandchildren, my two oldest ones, I was telling them what I was making. He said, yeah. He said, I'm coming to get a plate. I said, okay. So I got, I made them a plate. But anyway, let me tell you, after they eat, if I call them for something, if I need my trash taken out or whatever, they don't say no. You know? Because they... It's like you gave to me. You didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to. You didn't have to make time for me. You didn't have to give me no information. You didn't have to do none of that. So, here's my gratitude. Now, you have some people that don't do it. I, you would be amazed on how many people... Where I would look out and, you know, if I ask somebody something and then I send them something or do something. And if I'm with the, with someone, he'll be like, yo, why would you give them that? I was like, because they helped me or they answered me or they did something funny. Girl, please. Uh-uh. Fuck that. And I'll, excuse me. And I'll be like, yo, you don't, you don't give people like. They could be doing a million other things in their time, but they stopped and put that on pause 
to answer and help you. Why would you want to block your blessing or block anything? And if I don't have money, I'm going to share all your shit. I'm going to make sure I hype you up and put money in your pocket some kind of way. There's something I'm going to do because you didn't have to do that for me. Or even if I came to you for some knowledge or help with, with an issue or whatever, I'm going to make sure I look out for you. But you'll be amazed on how many people don't. They don't. And you'll be sitting there like, wow, how was you raised? But I get it. A lot of people don't. They don't. They don't give a fuck. Some people just want what they want. And they don't care how they get it. It's sad, right? Because you don't have to. You're not obligated. But just imagine that these people could be stopping what they're doing. Maybe they pause for a moment, maybe they had something to do, but because they value and they appreciate you, they stop to help you. Wouldn't you want to reciprocate that and just give them something to say thank you because you didn't have to do it? But, you know, when you when you check people, now you're the villain. Oh, my God, this is why. But I didn't come to you. I didn't knock on your door. You knocked on my, oh, but you know, you got to help people. That's true. But the same way I went to go research, learn, invest in me and my time and do all of that, then why didn't you do it? If you already know that you're doing all of this, why didn't you? So, like I said, my niece, she moved to Pumpkins. She found $50. Anytime she go to anybody spiritual or she need help with anything, trust and believe she's going to hit you. The next question is, what's your cash at? Or if you're around her, she's going to give you something right then and there. Children are the same way. You don't walk away with. If they have product, you know, like maybe if they're selling shirts or something, here's a shirt for you. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it works. The other thing, which most people really don't get, right? Oh, my God. Most people really don't. You know, if you have to, if you have to dog someone out so you can get help from the next person, that's you. The problem that most of y'all do, y'all will dog the person out, go get help from someone else, then spend the block and come back. Knowing that this person know everything you said and did. Now, no, most people don't wait. Or give the screenshots and let you see or know. Because at the end of the day, that's your karma. Not mine. There was this chick that she wanted. I tell you no lie, I can't make this up. She wanted help with her man. So she went to this guy. And uh, I blocked this guy, right? I did. I blocked him. Because he was being really disrespectful to women on my page. And I blocked the shit out of him. Right? I didn't give him five minutes of fame. I just blocked him. And mid-typing, see the little bubbles? Blocked. I don't give a fuck what you write on my page. So he, in his mind, you know, he has to seek and destroy. I'm still here. <laughs> so she, I work solution-based. We're not going to keep on coming back to E5 Bayo over the same nigga doing the same thing. Because now the problem ain't the dude, it's you. Every minute you get him, every five minutes you're throwing him out. So Monday he's loving you. Tuesday, 
morning, you throwing this shit out. Wednesday, y'all engaged. Thursday, you don't want to be with them. Friday, you throwing them out. That shit back and forth. So, Ma, don't don't come in and ask me for nothing. You don't want help. You want you want a friend to gossip with. You want someone to sign up with your bullshit. We're not doing that. So I took her off. She went and dogged me out. When I tell you, she was like, oh, this is how many times I paid. Didn't tell the full story, right? This is how many times I paid her to get a reading. And she didn't help me. And this and this. Because the dude, he was so happy to find someone that, no, for real. He was so happy to find someone to jump on the bandwagon so they could dog me out. So he was so happy. He sent that shit through somebody else's fucking thing and sent all the shit that she was saying. And he was like, oh, you're a fraud. You're going down. You're going down. Delete, 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 and deleted that person. Because I didn't give a fuck, right? Real talk. I didn't give a fuck. So <clears throat> I go into my my friend's request because somebody had said, hey, you know, our, our friend requested you and, um, you know, I'm waiting for a reply. Please add me. And I said, okay. Um, and um, <clears throat> they was like, uh, you know, because I love your page and I can't see all of it. Right? Long story short. So I see the person, the girl, being my friend, requesting for a friend request. So, you know, first you're like, okay, maybe it's a scammer, but this ain't the beginning of the month or the ending of the month. It's the middle of the month. Scammers don't work like that. So, I go on and I, I was I accepted it. Oh, my God, I love you. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All I could do is laugh because, now mind you, she said all this shit. I am blocked to do because I already knew, I knew he put her ass on blast. He was like, yo, this bitch uh, is just fucking fucked up. And I want to, this is just what he wrote on his page. I want to apologize to fucking E5 Bayo, but she got me blocked. <laughs> and he put up all the shit that he was helping her with and how she went to another reader that was not liking him. And the reader sent him all the texts. The same shit he did to me, somebody did to him. And the same girl just spins around. She goes to all different readers and do the same fucking thing. Because no one wants to sign up to her bullshit. I had one girl that really was, like, so adamant. Why can't you help me? I'm not helping you to destroy nobody, ma. Well, I'm going to curse you. You're going to fucking die. Good. Good. And I kept living my life. Kept living my life. A brother called me. My godbrother called me to be exact. And he said, yo, she just got locked up. She killed her kid. I was like, wow. All money's not good money. I get that. But this is not that conversation. If you feel that the service you get from anybody, me or anybody, clock out. 
go and do somebody else. Go and get help and readings from somebody else. Don't go back to them. Don't come back to me. But why do you got to try to make us look bad so you think you're getting something or getting something different? I'm good with not meshing with everybody. I'm good. Maybe my shit didn't work for you. It's okay. And some people, I turn down. Nah, baby. I don't, nah, I can't help you. Oh, my God. But my friend, no, no. Mm-mm. Nah, that's okay. I'm good. Because I know firsthand. All money ain't good money. And I listen to my spirits. I don't, I'm not jumping off a cliff. A dollar don't move me. That's the beauty of it. A dollar don't move me. I done had money. And I've been broke. Both times I was happy in between. And even in the brokest, darkest days, I still was fucking happy. So it's not going to move me. I don't get excited because I have a dollar in my pocket. I don't get excited when I don't have a dollar. I'm not going to. I'm not going to come to your table if I can't bring you nothing. But at the end, I'm not going to sit around and mope and just die because I don't have a dollar. No. I'm good. I'm good. But if I see, or even if my friends go, Mm-mm, no, 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 I'm going to follow that. So it's okay. The same way you can go and jump all over the place, readers and spiritualists can say, no, baby, not, not me. Find somebody else to do it. I, I'm not strapped for cash. That's the grateful part of that. I'm not strapped for cash. Knock on wood. Um, the other thing, if you're buying someone's product, God bless you, right? God bless you. If it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. But don't do the scam. Don't order it and get somebody get in your inbox and be like, yo, if I was you, I wouldn't buy this. And now you order it, you get it, and then you want to cancel the charges. Man, that's the worst shit that y'all can do. I don't know who started that, and I don't think y'all should continue that. Real talk. There's a young lady. She has her products, right? And some some chick got in my inbox was like, you know, I was told don't trust her stuff. And I was like, wow, she a good person. Was, was, if you don't want it, don't order it. Oh, no, I ordered it. I'm going to cancel it. I said, oh, okay, good luck with that. All you seen was this chick. I don't know. If, listen, she did it to the chick. And listen, a few weeks later, I'm on social media. The same chick car blew up on the side of uh, 285. <laughs> I said, "Wow, you you don't you don't do that to people. You don't you don't do that to people. You don't go and order something and then cause somebody get in your ear cause they listen." Majority of the shit you hear from somebody, they they be the ones that be the fucked up ones. So check check the mouth that you're running shit in your ear. Real talk. If you don't want the product, great. Don't order it. But don't sit there and order it. And then once you get it in your possession, now you're going to cancel the charges. And some of y'all, you know, I, I had a girl do that to me. <laughs> She got the reading on PayPal. PayPal used to do it. They don't do that shit no more. She got the reading through PayPal, and then she canceled it and said she didn't get the service. And I sent it to her. I said, yo, for real? You didn't, you didn't get the reading? Because I make sure I confirm everything. And I sent it all to PayPal. And it was like, well, you know, it's in dispute. 
And she made up some fucking lie. And I said, oh, okay, all right. I said, you good. Don't worry about it, ma. Don't worry about it. This same chick follows me every fucking time on Facebook. And reposts my shit the whole nine. But I don't, I don't acknowledge it. You good. Back then, what? The reading was uh, $45 then. I don't, I don't be bothered. I don't. You, you, you got a reader in $45. But I also know every time there's a live reading or whatever, she's always on there asking. And I be like, wow, wow, wow. And keep going. Trying to stir up mess. You know, that, that's a no-no too. And I see some of y'all will do that. Where y'all will be in people's inboxes praising them, but then y'all running around with their people they don't associate with. Like, uh, y'all doing too much. You know, and I'm not saying per se everyone's listening to this podcast, but it's adequate. It's, it is being respectful and treating people how you want to be treated with respect. You know, come to people with respect and, and honesty. Like, you don't have to go through all of that to get something. If this person you don't vibe with, great. But why front? Because you want to be a part of, oh, my God, and I think that's the worst. Oh, my goodness, I can't wait. Oh, my God. You're only doing it so somebody can like you or, like, you're, you're popular. The fuck? That's not the high school. Like... Ah, your time, your time passed. <laughs> like, what are you doing? This shit is crazy, though. And you know, we was when we was having these conversations. You know, you get a group of women, and you you talk about a lot of things, and you having these conversations, and it's really like crazy to see how people will follow this person, then follow that person. And then we'll hit your inbox. Oh, why y'all don't speak? How do you know we don't speak? Oh, because I saw you in the, when your name came up on their live, but you didn't say anything. Because I didn't have nothing to say. <laughs> what the fuck? And, and that's how I be. Like, y'all didn't have nothing to say. Oh, 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 because I thought, you know, um, you know, you didn't speak to them. What? Or people will... Yo, people are good for this shit. Yo, it's really funny in these social media streets. People will screenshot something and send it to you and be like, oh, are they talking about you? Is my name on there? No. Then I, I guess not. Oh, because see, you were you were over there in Detroit or you were over there in in Omaha. Are they talking about you? Is my name on there? No. Then they're not talking about me. They're, they're not. And I'll keep it moving. I don't have time to worry about what someone says, feel, or do. I don't. I, me, and as an adult, I don't. I have other things that need my attention. I say what I say, and I move on. And hopefully, the same goes for people as well. You say what you said, and you moved on. That's it. But if you want to spend your life worrying about what someone is saying, doing, or hypothetically talking about you, then that's your disconnect. They ain't got shit to do with me. 
And no, I'm not matching energies because I'm not jumping down off my fucking throne that I built for myself to jump in the mud with someone and do that. No, I'm not matching unhealthy. I'm not matching uh, messy. I'm not matching. I'm not matching none of that. No. No. And I don't need to check people. I don't. I really don't. I'm not 15. Every Listen, the one thing that I do know, right? And this is fact. I know this. Behind social media is everybody's a fucking gangster behind those keys. Everybody's a gangster. Everybody. Everybody's a gangster. Everybody's a thug. Everybody this. I ain't got time. I don't. I don't. The block button works. Whatever you feel you need to say, do, or yell, or scream, or post, or me, God bless you. But, you know, these people will make it more like it is. And I, first of all, I'll be sitting there laughing. I got to look at my page. And I'll be like, hold on. And I send my page to somebody and be like, am I a, a celebrity? No, bitch. I'll be like, so why they sending me shit? Because, see, people will hype it up. The Amen Choir, they hype it up. Oh, my God, what happened with you and such and such? I don't know. You you came to me. You you know more than me. Tell me the story. Oh, because such and such. No, that's okay. I'm good. I'm good. I, I don't need to know. Thank you. Oh, but, you know, I just, no, no, you, you want to be messy. And I, I don't have time. I don't. Yeah, I think it's so crazy that. Yo, people really are entertained. And some of them don't have lives. I, I'm just going to be honest. Some of them don't have lives. Some of them don't. And I, I'm, I feel bad when they, you know, when they get like that. I do. But back to being respectful and being, you know, honest and having some decorum about you. You know, if someone is offering you, even if they're offering you some space into their their village or into their cipher, be respectful. But see, that saying is true. Everybody can't go with you. And that is fact. Everybody can't go with you. And some people are only their spectators. You can't put a baby behind a car and expect that baby, a six-month-old baby, to drive. So some people are not mature enough to sit in circles where adults are. That's why on the holidays they had two tables. They had the adult table and they had the kiddie table. Some of y'all are still at the fucking kiddie table. Real talk. Y'all don't understand that when adults are sitting here... That, you know, we are, we are being respectful. We're passing the food. No one's playing with their shit. You know, I'm not going to put it all on there and not eat it. I'm going to eat what I feel and what I like. My conversation is different. I'm not going to sit here and talk about Barney and Big Bird. We're talking about grown things. So, and then, you know how you are. I don't know if y'all ever had to go through that. So, being at the kitty table, trust me, I spent years there. You know, you you playing with your food, you 
your your eyes is bigger than your stomach, so you put all that food on there. Half of the shit you don't eat, you don't like. Uh, you might be allergic to some shit because you don't know what's in it, right? Because you ain't taking the time. Now you playing with your food. You're playing kicking people under the table. You done dropped the juice on the table. You're making messes. All of that. Because you're not, you're still a kid, right? So, and for the babies, they're going to get in there, eat something, get out the chair, run around. Now you got to chase their asses back, sit them at the table and say, don't play. And then you got to teach them how to use the fork and the spoon. Like, it's a whole bunch. But when you get old enough to sit at the adult table, the first time is a trial run. I don't know how y'all did in y'all family, but I'm going to tell you how we did in our family. The first holiday when you get to sit with the grown-ups, you are... Now, before you even get to the grown-ups, you got the kiddie table, then you got the teenagers and the young people, and then you got the adults and some families. Some families, you go straight from the kitty table to the adult table, right? Neither one of them are wrong. So, and it all depends on how big your family is. Well, when I was coming up, we had the kitty table, the adult, you know, the young adult. So it was my cousin Anthony, my brother, my brother Robert, my sister Denise, my cousin Renee, God bless her dad, my cousin Christine. Like, it was a whole bunch of us. It was a good maybe 16 of us, right? So that table... It's more or less, I'm not really eating. I'm looking at my cousin's friend that came there because I got to be cute. You know, the, some of them are going to eat a whole bunch because they high. They done went and walking around the block and they done smoked their weed, their joint. Other ones are sitting there, you know, you're eating. And some people are not eating like, yo, I'm going to wait until, you know, when you focusing on your clothes or you will put your plate away. You will eat a little bit because you're at the table, but most of it you're going to put away because, you know, it's the holidays. You're going to go to the movies or maybe go to whatever house party that's jumping or the, or if it's in the summer and it's a holiday, you're going to go to the gym. But majority of times it's a house party or school party. They run it out to gym and they got like whatever rapper that's out. I never forget one year they had L. Cool J and, um, Everybody from Queensbridge there, so it was really cool. Like Molly Ma and all of them was there, so we went there like after dinner and shit, and we went. So, okay, that table, you don't really, you're just really too cool, right? You're too cool, you're too fly, but you still know how to carry yourself. You're not going to put too much food on your plate. Conversations is really about, yo, you're not talking about school, you're talking about people, you're more or less gossiping, um... Worrying about, yo, so what's going on and who you dating and all that shit, right? But when you get to the adult table, that's a different vibe. Because you're not going to get up and sit up. You're not going to keep on running up and down. You're not going to be on your phone. You, phone ring, that's it. Ain't nobody answering that. Unless you got somebody in the kitchen that's making plates and they're going to tell you, everybody eating, so you got to call back another time. Like, uh-uh. You're not going to be sitting there putting all this shit on your plate and you don't eat it. So it's a different vibe, right? Now, the first time they give you a trial run to see if you're able to be at the table. And I'll tell you, because for the first time I sat at the table with the adults, I wanted to go back. I'm going to be honest. I want to go back with the young people. I didn't want to go back to the kids' table because they fuck it up. And it's sad because in the kids' table, which they don't tell you, the oldest of that table got to clean that shit. Nah. I, I was the oldest. So I ain't clean up after these fucking kids. Come get your baby. Oh, I'm going to lock, the, lock their asses in the closet. So, 
the you know the, the young adults you clean up behind yourself and they gonna make sure they stress that shit like yo make sure you clean that shit you drop that rice and stuff yo man get that shit up we ain't playing nobody want no roaches so they gonna check you right so that's the cool part but when i got to the adult table i'm gonna be honest i, I want to go back because you know the conversation was what are you gonna do with your life and you know now they got you thinking some real shit and you can't come in there with some gossip or some other shit. Like, you got to come correct. And you got to, you know, know what you're getting. It's like, okay, you want some cream corn? Yeah. Can you eat corn? Because don't put this on your plate if you ain't going to eat it. No, ma'am. Now you got to call everybody ma'am and sir. and yeah, No, sir. Yes, ma'am. Mr. Mister Charlie, can you pass me the... Yeah. Now you got to ask for things. You know what I'm saying? And you can't whisper. You can't... Uh, what? We done seen you outside yelling. Wasn't that you the other day calling that girl a bitch? You was loud. Don't sit here and not be loud. So they gonna check you. And yeah, I, for that first time, I, I wanted to go right back to the young adult table. I never forget telling my mother, uh, next year I'm not sitting at no adult table. My mother said, I know you lying. She said, and that's what you get. Now it's time for you to grow up. See, and that's another part that they tend to overlook. Once you progress, you can't go back. So it's either you get in where you fit in or make some excuses and don't show up. Get sick or something. One year I tried that shit. I tried to, um, I tried to, I tried to play like I was sick. I was like, oh, I got cribs. I can't. I'm sick. I'm sick. Oh, so you ain't doing no sprint. You ain't going to be doing that. You're just going to sit your ass at that table. You better bring your ass down. And, and i never forget, my pops was like, maybe she don't want to go. She said, no, her ass is trying to duck it because they asking her the right questions. Ain't no more time for her being no goddamn baby. Yo, I couldn't get out of it. But once I started growing up and maturing, that table became second nature. I couldn't wait to help serve, to help set it up, to help, you know, put the places down and the mats and all of that. I couldn't wait to be a part of. See how it changes? So you are transitioning. And I'm saying this because you got a lot of people that skipped over the adults or the young adults and went straight from being a baby to going to the adult table and they're not qualified to be there they're not hence why so much shit that they're doing that you're sitting there looking saying do you know better the worst is when someone goes i know i know i'm just being petty it's just me you know i like doing dumb shit my you 40 something years old why you like doing dumb shit but then when their kids do it i can't believe this motherfucker doing that but you the mirror. They just saw you do it. <laughs> you know. I, I, like I tell y'all. This is my life. I share my stories. My experience. My daughter Isha. When she was coming up. Isha was 16. I was in abusive marriage. I was. You know. Uh, and my. You know. My ex-husband. God didn't take him. He, he was abusive, verbally as well as physically. We used to fight, like, all the time. And my daughter was 16, and she was dating this dude, 
and this young boy on something, and they would fight. And I would never forget sitting with my friend Erica. And I was like, you know, we went up to school and all of that. And I was like, yo, I can't do this. Like, yo, why is she, why is she with this nigga? And my friend Erica was the realest thing she ever said to me. And I, shout out to, man, so many sisters that were in my life to correct me. Not coming from a place of, of pettiness or anything, but a place of love. And she said, you got a mirror? And I said, what? She said, how the fuck you going to tell say that about her? Ain't you with him? Ain't you doing the same thing? Yo, I sat. i never forget. I sat. My daughter was going to 217. I sat in the middle of that school and cried like a fucking baby. And that was the decision. Matter of fact, I don't even think she was 16. I think she was 14. Um, I sat in the middle of that school, cried like a baby. And that day... I changed my life. Real talk. I changed my life. Because I am their mirror. I was their mirror. I was. I can't tell my daughters and them to do something. And the first thing, because you have that real friend that's going to tell you, well, bitch, ain't you doing it? (laughs) I remember I was on the avenue when I had my shop and my daughter and it was in the store and the girl it was a girl that was talking and he had two readers inside of uh, the Coliseum I was on one side the other reader was on the other side and the girl was like you know it's so many phonies and stuff because they uh, they act like this but when you know when, the, when they close up they are horrible and unbeknownst to me, because it was the girl I used to do the shirt, she came over and told me the story. She said, yo, your daughter was like, not my mom. How you see it is how she is. Like, nah, that's her life. That's not where she, it's not her costume. I can't tell people how to live their life. That's not my job. However you see fit. I just know the speech that was given to me. You have a responsibility. Carry yourself because respect is earned. And if you want people to respect you, and every person that I was under told me the same thing. If you want people to respect you, you have to carry yourself as such. You got to stand 10 toes deep. I don't give a fuck what the world is against you. If you believe it, you know it's been confirmed. You better stand in it. Don't alter. Don't bend. Don't make no changes. Because when you do that, people will not respect you. I have people that have come to me and go, oh, my God. So if I do beads, um, you know, what if I, what if I, um, because, you know, I smoke weed. What if I smoke like 10 minutes before? Find a day where you're not smoking and then you'll get them. Listen, I don't even tell God kids no more what to do and how to do things. I'm here. See what they can't say? And some of them try. Oh, my God, my Godmother. And whoever they talk to, they at least say that. I, I will give them that part. They go, nah, your Godmother is always on there. And she's always yelling, you know. And she's always giving out classes and all that. 
So they can't. Now they'll try. They'll try. And I had one goddaughter that she was going to some guy and he hit me up and he was like, you know, I'm just letting you know your goddaughter is in my class. And I said, oh, okay. I said, all right. And he was like, yeah, but she's saying you didn't teach her anything. He said, but I know your godfather and I know the house you came from. He said, but I also know that whenever I tell her to do something, she has an excuse. I said, okay. So, I don't, I don't force anybody to do anything. That's real. I, I, I'm good. I always tell people that I'm good. This, the, the help and the information is there. It all depends on if you want it or not. I can't twist your arm and make you do it. But you can't, what you can't say is, oh, well, they don't teach me anything or, you know, I don't know. That's on you. It's not on me. The cool part is people don't look at what you say. They see how you do. They see how you carry yourself. You can dog the next person out all day, every day. You can. And out of 20 people, I'm going to say a good 12 is going to sign up with you. Oh, yep, you're right. They look like that person my spirit say. Until you do everything that you talked about them, <laughs> you do the same. And then those 12 will window down to three. Because if you say nobody taught you nothing and they say, hey, show up, we're doing this. Now, every time you look up, you got an excuse, you got a reason, you got this, you got that. I got a God do it every, every month. She got a new phone number. I love her. I just told her that. I said, God damn, do you keep any number? Every fucking month, she got a new number. Are you... Are you hiding out from somebody? Or are you working for someone? Is it? Hey, she'll tell you. She don't care. She'll tell you. I don't pay the bills, so I got to go and use a, another number. <laughs> and I laugh my ass off. And she will make excuses. Hey, I'm doing this. Oh, I have to do this. Oh, you should have asked me this a while ago. But she'll be the same one. Nobody's teaching me nothing. Okay, I love you. I love you. But I also know regular people that do the same. That do the same. That, oh my God, I want to learn spirituality. Okay. While I'm doing this on this day, you know, come through. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, me and my man, we going out. Oh, okay. All right. And that's it. So I had to learn early on. When someone wants to invest in themselves, they show up. People that just want to play spiritual... That's it. And those are the people that will ask you 50 million things and never give, never see your worth. They, they don't respect their own self. So they're never going to respect anybody else. These are the same people that cry spirituality and tell you that their spirits don't want them to be a part of nothing. But these are the same people that can't even keep a, a goldfish alive. So, and it's not a disrespect. Let me be honest. It's not a disrespect. Those people still are at the kids' table. And you have to gradually allow them to move to the young adult table. See, they haven't been in charge of cleaning up after those babies leave that table. 
See, they think they still clean, like they kids too, to a certain extent. So when everybody get up from the table, they get up too with their old ass. Now it's time for you to start putting the broom in their hands. And what I mean by that is, you want to learn spirituality? Read this book. You want to learn spirituality? Do this for 21 days and then hit me back. Guarantee you they're not going to hit you back. Why? Because you gave them the broom. It's their turn to clean up. They're not cleaning up. They're not. They're not. Not yet. No. See, those are the same people that want things handed to them on the platter. Those are the same people that try to spit at different tables. And when they get kicked out, then this wonder, oh, this is why I don't fuck with the spiritual community. Because everybody hate me. They jealous of me. No. All we did was put the broom in. It's your turn to clean, my baby. And they don't want that. I got to do work? Yeah. Uh-uh. I didn't sign up for that. My spirit said, who are your spirits? What's their name? What's their name? Huh? Yeah. 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 See, so a lot of people are still at the kitty table. But I'm telling you, in order to help them to move forward, put the broom in their hands. It's time for them to sweep, get those dishes up that those babies did, get wipe that table down, fold up that damn, uh, first wash it, that damn uh, tablecloth. Go wash it and don't put too much bleach in it. And wash it, then iron it, and fold it up, and put it away for next year. Then you move that table, and you move those chairs, and you wipe that table down. And then you move it, and you vacuum, and you sweep. And then you take all those dishes and cups and all that, and you go and wash it. And you dry it, and you put it up. And you put everything back to where it was. And now, next year, they can be at the Young Adult table. But we we not putting the broom in their hand. We not holding them accountable for their own shit. See? So, yeah. That's how you eliminate all that. For real. Making them clean up. Because they're the oldest at the kitty table. That's what you got to do. I'm serious. Guarantee you, you do that. You know how many people blocked me when I told them, hey, just read a book, do something for 21 days, sit your altar for 21 days, 5 a.m. every day, 21 days, add an extra minute, you sit for three on Monday, Tuesday you sit for four. They can't even do that. Oh, no, no, I'm not doing that. Okay. And that's it. Now, they're not going to dog you. They're going to move on. They're going to move on because what you're doing, they're not ready for. And it's okay. It's okay. They're not bad people. I don't want y'all to say, well, damn, this fucked up. These are bad. No. We all have to start out as students. We all start out at the kitty fucking table. We all. Some of us got high seats. Some of us got the high chairs for the baby. Some of us got the little toddler seat. We still got to be scrapped in because we don't know how to sit still. Some of us got the little booster chairs. Some of us are sitting at the table table. And some of us, you know, the little kindergarten chairs. Some of us are sitting there with the little armrests, you know. Some of us, you know, we got to sit with the folding chair. We not ready to sit at the adults with the big good chairs. So, you know, those little kitty tables, is, uh, they set them up and they put them near toward the back because you can't even hear what the adults are talking about. So, you're not privy. So, if you got a porch, that's usually where the kitty table is. While everybody else is in the dining room, they eating and talking. And then in the middle, you got that middle room. So, you got the porch, you got the living room and the dining room or the kitchen, right? But... 
usually the young adults are either in the kitchen or they in, if your house is big enough, or they in the living room. They done set it up, moved everything out, and then set it up. So they can keep eye on the babies and the adults. They ain't paying attention, but somebody is just in case they talk about some shit that we need to be informed about. So, yeah. Yeah, that's how that setup go. But I see y'all tonight. We talk more.